Welcome back to another episode of the Excellence Cartel, where I'm going to do a review of Crab Island. But first, I want to get to Jeffrey Sue and how his last seven days have been. Yeah, just like that? Yeah, just like that. I, I, you, it, you know what? Let me do it this way. Hey, Jeff. How are you? I'm doing good. He wants to be lubed up a little bit. <laughs> God, you act like a fucking random. I think you jumped in just too hard there. I don't. I, I don't have much to report. You know, like I, you know, I took my last client off the wait list, so I don't have a wait list anymore. And I don't feel like, I don't know, if people sign up, I guess you know, I'll, I'll take them. You know, because obviously, you know, business is business, right? But I'm almost like glad that like I don't have any inquiries sitting in my inbox right now because the last <laughs> couple of months have just been so crazy and I've been going like hard, you know, like I didn't even get any questions for my Q and a tonight, you know? So I, I usually do that Q and a, like a live Q and a on Tuesday nights. And I had like one question, so I'm not going to bother going on. So tonight I'm just going to like, I'm going to read nice. and I'm going to watch TV. I'm going to relax. I'm not going to be on social media. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Jeff, life is good. You know, the, the, everything's moving along with the house. Um, Oh shit. One bad thing though. Yesterday I was driving the M4 and there's like some like, scraping noise coming out of like the the front right uh tire and you know it's a brand new car it's got twelve thousand miles on it um so i don't think it's a brake issue although i do drive it pretty hard so maybe i like cracked like a cv boot or something Mm -hmm. so we'll see i'm gonna bring it into the shop you don't think it's a it's not like a shock and it's it's riding on the tire is it 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 could be i mean it's uh, it's under warranty so i'm gonna bring it to bmw probably like this week and just have a look at it but hopefully it's nothing serious um other than that you know life is good i don't have anything to no crazy stories you know the new gym is going well i'm making friends so (laughs) you're making friends yeah you know yeah i made friends with a trainer there and uh oh that was a bad move for that trainer a couple of guys (laughs) (laughs) a couple of guys no she's a really sweet like older lady and she's like in really good shape so we we were chatting she was like she's like i know all about you and i was just like well what do you think and she goes (laughs) she goes i like you and i was like all right i like you too so (laughs) His reputation. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, shit. All right. How's that coach search going? Sounds like you need like another coach to help you out. What, me? Yeah. I, I, I think do you should do a docu-series about that. I have someone who I'm like quietly mentoring right now, and he actually is working with a client of mine. So I'm not going to announce this person because it hasn't yeah. been official yet. We're keeping it kind of you know casual for now. You know, it's a casual relationship. Casual. Did you swipe yeah. right on like some fucking app you or something? Right on coach? Yes. <laughs> right, yeah. But you guys, you guys know who it is, you know, but I'm not going to yeah, say yeah. it, you know, sure. publicly. Fair, um, yeah. But we'll see, you know, like I, I, the problem with, you know, these mentor coaches and, you know, Jason, I'm sure, you know, you see this all the time. is like, you know, when you own the brand, everyone wants to work with you. And you're like, no, I don't want to work with anybody. I want the, the coaches to have a turn, you know? So it's like a, it's like a, you know, it's hard to kind of convince new clients that like you have someone good that can help them and you're overseeing the process and kind of assure them. So I think that's like sort of like a growing pain, you know, when you're building a team out, you know? So, you know, I, I don't know. I think it's, I can see where it would be a pain, but I'm just one of those people like, but this is my product. So it's my brand. So I'm not going to align with someone who doesn't represent my that's brand. Or my yeah. Product. That's, that's how I would explain it. You know, yeah. but there are some people who, you know, see Scooby prep and be like, Oh, I want to work with Jason, you know, or, you know, they see, they see me, they want to work with me. You know? How do they, how do you handle it, Jason? Which part? Like if they like say Sue's like, no, no, I just want to work with Jason. How, how well, you, you know, if I don't have a waiting list, I'll go ahead and usually, take them but if i have a waiting list 
I've just explained it nicely that like, look, I don't want my level of service to drop. You can check back with me in a month or you could take someone who I've trained myself and they get the, you know, they bounce questions off me. So you're really getting the best of both worlds. It's up to you. Do you need help now? Um, and so I kind of do it that way. I What's don't. your conversion? To, uh, pretty high. Like actually, um, I would say 90%. You seem stunned by that, the way you just said that. So, uh, that's a right there. No, no. I mean, I get what you're saying. Like, like it, what I was trying to get at with what I was saying, my comment back to Sue is I think that if most people ask a question or say something, but you just come back to them, they're like, Oh, okay. Like a lot of 80% of the objections clear for the amount of business you would get, you know, and not yeah. have to worry about managing it yourself. Yeah. But I understand, Sue. I understand. Yeah. You'll get there one day. I look forward to it. I can't wait to see you hire. I hope they're a fucking train wreck just like you on social media. <laughs> watch it. Nobody can beat me on social media. <sighs> Might give you a run for your money the way this election's going. This stupidity <laughs> I keep saying. Right? Yeah, no shit. I, I, <laughs> I'll get into my Crab Island experience here in a minute. So, uh, Jason, how's your last seven days been, buddy? You know what? It's calmed down. Um, we had junior nat or junior – uh, USA's and then North Americans back to back. And, um, I did a little traveling during it. Um, plus, you know, just, just trying to work and do everything. So it's a lot when you've got all that, but, um, we had, uh, one new IFBB pro in women's physique. Um, Trish Wood placed third at the New York pro, which is fucking huge. She got seven points. Um, we've been trying to get her fuller while we maintain condition and we finally come up with a way to do it. Uh, the judges rewarded it. Um, we don't even know if she's got to do Chicago Pro to qualify for the Olympia right now. She's got the points she needs. We're just going to watch. And if we have to, we will. Um, I had a lot of people. Mark Ritter uh, missed his card like in two or three classes by one placing. I know how that feels. We're going to move on to Universe with him. We had some other top fives. Um, Chanel uh, did really good um, in wellness. So we had, we had a lot of good placings, man. It was a really exciting time. Um, other than that, uh, I am getting ready to speak this week in Missouri, um, with the elite physique university, the other podcast I'm on, we are sold out. We sold all 50 tickets and that's all we could sell for COVID, which sucks, but we're glad that we sold out. Um, I'll be presenting on like thyroid, um, gut health and some peaking strategies. So that'll be fun. I leave Thursday for that. So I've been, I'm staying busy, man. I'm traveling a lot. I'm enjoying life. Um, I'm working a lot though. And I'm just trying to build my businesses and um, really just take care of business. So uh, as far as prep and things like that, there will be no preps this year, but I am in the growing phase and things are coming along really well. I feel really connected to my training and everything's, everything's progressing really well. I'm, I'm, sh I'm shaping up and, and making changes visually, it seems, every two weeks or so, which is, which is cool to see. So that's it for me. Bad ass, my man. I Thank like you, it. Sir. Um, so speaking of elite physique university, uh, it was announced that I was going to be there. Yeah. Um, Sunday, Thera was, uh, um, rollerblading with Riker and he flipped his wheelchair and she ended up, uh, Riker ended up breaking, um, a couple of bones. So, um, I'm going to stay back. So that way Thera doesn't have all the pressure on her. So, if we're uh, talked about in social media about getting high together, be sure to come see me at the uh, PEC that we have Denver, October 16th and 17th. And speaking of being sold out, um, it's pretty close to being sold out. I think we have like 
15 seats left now or something like that yeah it's gonna be a fun one man like definitely <sighs> it's gonna be springfield missouri no offense john gorman i was i was looking forward to being near my ch- where i was born <laughs> but i really think the denver is gonna beat springfield on this one um, um it's it's a great location and that gym's badass like if you've been thinking about joining it and the panels are loaded like in those three free ones it's just gonna be a really good event yeah i was Sorry, actually I, no, no. I actually talked to John and Jason about having them come to Nashville to do one. So maybe we can make it make mm-hmm. it happen in like January or December oh, yeah. or something like that. Yeah, that'd be uh, badass. Because we're going to do a PEC in March, April yeah. uh, time frame. So maybe we could try to get them lined up where it's kind of every quarter or so or yeah. once a year to Nashville. Um, so yeah. that way John can cross the Mississippi for once in his fucking career. <clears throat> Still love you, John. Um, but anyway, so as you guys are eagerly waiting... The Crab Island review. Oh, <laughs> my God. That was fucking amazing. Um, so much so that we decided to make it an annual guys trip. We're going to pull the boats down and pull the jet skis down. And, uh, yeah, no, it, it's absolutely wild. So, like, we got down there Thursday about right before noon. And we were staying in this uh, mansion with its own private pool, which was badass. It was a golf cart ride. We were literally right across the street from the beach. So, um, anyway, we go out, you know, get food, start drinking, just kind of hang, go, go, go to this local place. Wasn't bad. Um, we get up Friday morning, go Chick-fil-A and then we, we hit Crab Island. So we get on the boat like at 9am. We're there by like 910. We're anchored down. Dude, it is the like Trump flags fucking galore all through <laughs> there. The best base systems I've ever. I mean, some of them were beating cars. I was like, damn. Was it just know? a bunch of boats pulled up at the shore? Tons of boats. Yeah, hundreds and hundreds of boats. And um, oh, yeah. So we, uh, JR, uh, managed to find the one Joe Biden flag waving next to the rainbow <laughs> flag. And uh, him and Joey proceed to swim over there or you like walk over there. Cause the water the first day was like up to about my waist. Now I'm short as shit. I'm only five foot fucking two, but I'm a beautiful fucking midget. <laughs> so, but day one was like up to my waist. Day two was like right around my mid thigh, which you know, my mid thigh suck. But anyway, um, so we go over there, but they were kind of like weird. So we we're like, all right, screw this. So it's just like one great party the whole time. Uh, we mm-hmm. ran out of, we each brought 24 beers and ran out of it with an hour to go on the boat. So then we switched over to vodka and tequila. Damn, 20, everyone brought 24 beers, and in one day y'all yeah. killed that? Each- we, seven hours, dude. It was like, I'm telling you, once we start going, we start Who going. the hell was the hoss, though? Someone's got to be, because like you didn't drink 24 beers. Yeah, seven. I did. I drank all my blondes. The second day I didn't, but the first day I in did. In seven hours, you killed 24 beers. Yeah, dude. We were, I, dude, if you, that's why the no cell phones were out because of how outrageous it was. We were were like, you, did you nope. puke at all? No, dude. Nice. It wasn't bad. Pissed a lot, but no. That's I, a lot I, I, of beer, man. Yeah, I would have been so hung over. The no, next day, my trip would have been ruined the rest I of the day. Fucked. I was so fucked up. Like, you know, <laughs> so I come back after I do a couple of good swigs of vodka, pass out for an hour. Jared wakes me up. We got pizza here. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I go downstairs, eat the pizza, proceed to start drinking more beer while we're hanging out in the pool. And then finally, I think I called it quits around like nine something because we had the boat again. We go back out the next day from nine to one. And uh, it's just another fucking party the whole time again. So we had a good time. Proceed to leave there and we get back and Jason decides he's going to stay back, take a nap. That's JR's not me. Like, yeah, no, not you. Uh, JR is like, fuck you, Queens. I'm going shopping. So JR <laughs> goes off shopping. And me, Danny, land and decide, because Joey had, like met some, fr- he actually, because we're a singer-songwriter in Nashville. Um, there were some Nashvillians he saw. So uh-huh. he, they were like right over the next neighborhood. 
So he's like, well, I'm going to go see them for an hour or two. So me, Danny, and Landon decide to get the, go the golf cart out, and I'm hammered driving this golf cart like the necessary like i decided to drive it up the strip right because it's like just so wall-to-wall -wall traffic you don't have to worry right, about right. police you know what i mean like so anyway you're you're driving it we find this one bar proceed to go there and keep drinking and then we go to the jet ski rental and then your golf cart right in that bitch's parking lot huh? <laughs> yeah we parked we have arrived in our golf cart motherfuckers. yeah <laughs> dude everyone drives golf carts down there yeah right? i figured that makes it's pretty cool down there and then uh Danny decides to get me this jet ski and oh, dude, terrible I'm idea. hammered out there. <laughs> I <laughs> so love the, jet skis though. So they let the jet skis go down there to 70 miles an hour for tourists. So like I start fucking wailing on it. So Danny's got GoPro. He's like, we decided he's like carried this GoPro because he's like, Yeah. So he just wanted documentary yeah, documentation yeah. of the outrageousness that was yeah. going on. He's like, like he's like, I see Jeff just going side to side, like because fuck, I was just letting it rip. This boat, I'm not paying attention because I'm fucked up. <laughs> goes flying by me, like out there, and like I hit this wave and I get like six feet up in the air and I'm like, oh fuck, this is gonna hurt, and like just slam the fucking shit out of myself on that jet ski. Almost fell in the water, and then I remembered like Jaws is in the water, so like I let go of the, <laughs> the gas and managed to correct like right on the side and then pull back over. But yeah, I did that for 30 minutes and was like, fuck this. And then we went back to the house. We drank a few more beers and then uh, went out to dinner, drank a little bit. And then went back, drank a little bit and got up Sunday and left. Nice. Not hung over once. I don't know how out in the 24 beers. That's amazing. Dude. I'd have been ruined the next day. I think it was because I was microdosing and smoking a bunch of pot. That doesn't help. No, that'd make was, it worse. Oh, dude. I don't know. I was resilient maybe because I was just ringing in 40, man. It's the Maybe. cocaine that would probably bring you back. <laughs> Jeff, did you have some strippers and cocaine, bud? No. <laughs> I'm talking to Black. Oh, you fucking asshole. No, there was no blow at this Christmas party. No blow. No, no man. I mean, I, I had – so the microdose was a good one, but I popped a phenoprasitram too. Yeah. So I was like super Were you light. Chugging water at all, like to stay yeah, hydrated. No, I, I drank a little bit of water, and I, I ate that. like it wasn't bad. I mean, but dude, I just I killed him. I know that first hour I did like six because I was just yeah. like up in the fucking ocean, you know, like yeah. No, they go down easy. You're you're just feeling it. I get it. I just yeah. beer wrecks me, dude. Like I can I can do some vodka and recover, but fucking beer, man. I don't know. Maybe it's the hops or something. I don't do well with. You know, I say we do. We just gotta figure this out. I say we do an excellence cartel takeover of Crab Island. <laughs> you just rent a boat and like, because they go up to twelve and be like, "All right, we're gonna pick nine of the most awesome audience members to join us for a weekend at Crab <laughs> Island and just go party our balls off down there." Game, dude. It was so. So your your little grumpy ass would actually have liked it. I think you would. Oh, yeah. You dude, yeah. dude doesn't drink a whole lot though. He'd be like, "What drink. the hell are you guys nah, doing?" He could get high and just sit he there. Doesn't get high either. Doesn't get high either. Okay. This is ridiculous. Do some drugs, all right? Like, just <laughs> this, is, this is ridiculous, dude. This is why you're always stressed. You need some drugs in your life. Yeah, you need some drugs. Look how happy Jason is now. Jason's like, Jason's like, just, you know, he's like high all the time. He's like, fuck yeah. I mean, I'm high as shit doing this podcast right now. But I mean, like, well, it's probably a good laugh. And Sue's in hell. You know, me and Jason are over here having a good time. Sue's like, I hate these two. They just fucking act no, I like you guys. I like you guys. It's like, I just got to get work done. Fuck. <laughs> all right so let's get into this so um real quick guys amino asylum 
I'm about to try the BPC and the TB. I talked to him about getting some because my right hip's been acting up again. Yes. And I think it's just my tendonitis I got from where I fractured it and just decided not to use crutches because that was mm-hmm. a good idea. Lesson learned. Um, but the discount code is TEC15. Um, I did pick a winner for that stack. I'm going to contact you before I announce it. But you wrote a really awesome review, and I really appreciate it. And I know the guys did too. So I picked someone to win all the goodies. Um, nice. I know you are going to Denver, so I just might bring that and bring you uh, a thing of new ethics that I have just for the, the fact of all the cool stuff you wrote. So I'll get a hold of you. So look forward to hearing from me. And then if you guys speak at the PEC, it's October 16th, 17th. That will be in Denver, Colorado. I want to let you know um, there were a couple of coaches who expressed to me that they were gracious for the opportunity to present wanted feedback. Um, I'll be honest with you. All the presentations were really good. Like, I mean, we could have made a whole nother day if we yeah. really tried. We just with COVID cannot do that. So here's what, what I'm going to say is when it comes to my arena here in Nashville, I play by different rules. Um, we will make something happen where we probably pull a fourth coach on for Friday and just make it a little bit longer. We'll figure it out. You know, we might break it up over three days and do different stuff, but um, we're trying to always evolve that to make that a better product. And I think that PEC three in Denver will be the best one we've done so far. Um, I agree. If you guys want to get tickets, it's www.physiqueeducationcollective.com. Um, we've been sharing the shit out of it. So be sure to watch our stories. Um, I'll put something out in the feed soon so that way you guys can see it. Be aware, but I think we have like 15 seats, so I would jump right. in. Are we limited to 50 as well? We're limited to 50 as well. All right. Yeah, we have a uh, month to go, so it will sell out at this rate. Yeah. Um, you know what's crazy is we've already sold more for this one than we did. The the first one had 25. The second one was 31. Nice. That's when we're already above it, and those were bringing them in at the wire. Yeah. So it's pretty cool to see that grow. So we appreciate yeah. all your support. Um. Oh, all right. So, Sue, do you want to begin with what we talked about first, or you guys want to go to Q and A first? I'm open to either or. I mean, it's kind of like why don't we nail out the Q and A's? All right. And then... Yeah. Um, okay. Sue, you want to go with the first one, then, Big Dog? Yeah. Let me let me find it in your text thread here. So this is about um. Let's see here. We had two pretty big questions, right? One was about yeah. gut health. Another one was about birth control and uh, negative feedback. Loops. Yeah, but there was another one in that gut when there was two sin on that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, we so, can all give our take on stuff if, if someone forgets something or misses something. Okay. So, so I guess the first question is, um, I don't know who it's from, but I guess we'll keep them. Anonymous. It doesn't matter. Um, how do you troubleshoot digestion issues? I currently have four clients suffering from chronic constipation and one dealing with frequent diarrhea and bloat. I've removed gluten and dairy. I've added a multivitamin, fish oil, probiotic, and glutamine, but still no consistent improvement. Um, I mean, do you want me to just give my thoughts on this? Yeah. yeah. No, go yeah. for it, big dog. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, you know, the chronic constipation and the, uh, the, the diarrhea could be signs of different types of SIBO, um, which manifest in those, um, you know, clinical symptoms. But I would first start with digestion and with, you know, the liver and making sure that, you know, they're detoxing and, and, you know, moving everything through their, their systems, like their bowel production is good and their stomach acid production is good. So I would do a stomach acid test first, you know, that's that one fourth teaspoon of baking soda and five ounces of cold water. 
and see how long it takes them to burp. Um, if it's longer than five minutes, like I've had clients with SIBO and they, you know, take 20 to 30 minutes and we get on utilize, uh, which is a betaine and pepsin supplement. And they go right down to, you know, 10 minutes, then eight minutes, then five minutes and they improve. And, you know, consequently they start moving their bowels more. They go from like one bowel movement every couple of days to like multiple bowel movements per day. And then coincidentally, they also start sleeping better. Their mood improves. Estrogen dominance goes away. And it's like a chain reaction. So I think here, you really got to like do a test first. I don't see that mentioned. And in terms of removing the gluten and dairy, I think that's great. But you also have to dig into like other uh, food sensitivities. And um, I don't see anything about alcohol and cheat meals mentioned here. So if they're having cheat meals, drinking alcohol, and you're running a protocol, it's not going to work. So right off the bat, that's what I see. Yeah, I found with the gut health stuff that low FODMAP matters so much in the beginning for just, just nailing it. I just have gone yeah. with that with the supplements. If they can hold that, they'll make progress super fast and yeah. not be nearly as frustrated. My, um, my take on it would be, you know, to look at, you know, their stress levels. Um, <clears throat> a lot of stress, you know, zaps, um, the, the hydrochloric in the stomach. Mm-hmm. And so then you have a lot of food sitting and fermenting <clears throat> and that could cause a lot of these issues, um, with the, you know, you get some gut dysbiosis. Um, it could be full blown SIBO, but it could just be, you know, sometimes even like the good bag bugs get to be too much. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, fix sleep, fix digestion or fix sleep, fix stress. Um, and then kind of, you know, then as you're doing that, uh, get into digestion. Um, glutamine is great, you know, all those things. But, um, if, if you're having what I would say immediate bloat after meals, even bloat from water, I would really consider our gut defender product. Um, it's easy to run. It has, you know, tons of my antimicrobials, um, anti-inflammatories, and it has, um, liver, uh, detoxification properties in it. So it's all in one. So it kind of makes it pretty easy if, you know, the, the fixing sleep, um, fixing stress, you know, maybe glutamine and like Jeff said, utilize aren't cutting it. And it sounds like you've done a few things with the few things you've done. I'm starting to think that there is some gut dysbiosis. So I'm, you know, at that point, I'm going to go low FODMAP and probably get them on some gut defender as well. An antimicrobial and something to improve uh, liver detox. So you really got to make sure that, <clears throat> you know, phase one and phase two of the liver is working. You can use Metapure, but like I said, uh, we have milk thistle in that product. Um, it'll, it'll get the job done. Metapure is more like a hammer um, and, and milk thistle may be like a pick, uh, pickaxe. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, there's ways to go about it, but I think based on the facts you've given, they probably have some sort of gut dysbiosis going on. And now can you confirm this? Yeah, you can get a stool test. Um, you can do that. Uh, nutritiondynamic.com has stool tests and it'll give you a full gamut of what's going on. And you'll want to read, uh, for opportunistic bugs. That's how they list the opportunistic bacteria. If those are reading high, you, you have some SIBO, but like I said, the good bugs can be reading high too. And it's just, run of the mill dysbiosis. And a lot of times fixing the things I already talked about and by adding that probiotic, you're going to, you're going to balance out pretty well. So hope that helps a little bit. We've all kind of given our take there. Um, and that's kind of where I would go with it. Yeah, yeah. I think when you, here's why I always tell my clients, if you're going to spend all the money on the supplements, spend the few weeks honing, zeroing your diet in. Yeah. Diet, you know sleep, stress, yeah. Yeah. diet, sleep, stress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of times low FODMAP helps in the beginning, like Jeff Black said. And then once you get them feeling better, you got to get the FODMAPs back in to uh, feed the good bugs. FODMAPs will feed the bacteria. It's, that's why we pull it. But eventually, once you start getting a better you know, microbiome profile, you got to put those back or else you can land back right where you started. 
So. Yeah, that's why we don't suggest like, or at least I don't suggest doing keto. Like Jason, you wouldn't no. do keto no, for no, no, a SIBO no. issue. Yeah, see, no. you want to keep a little bit of the carbs in there. That's another thing that wasn't addressed here was the macronutrients. Yeah, where you know we would use something that's like more so biased towards fats. Yes. You know, protein doesn't really digest too well, especially if you have low stomach acid. You're not going to be breaking down protein right. properly. And carbs, you know, obviously you want to keep some in, but too much will feed the bad bugs. Yep. So we keep carbs and protein low. How low? Maybe like 0 0.8, you know, grams, you know, per pound or something like Maybe that. 0 0.8, 0 0.8. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 0 0.8. Um, something low like that and fats, keep it around anywhere from like 50 to 70 grams, depending on the size of the client and start from there. And, you know, I wouldn't even use chicken sometimes or turkey, like ground turkey seems to be a very um, common thing to use and, you know, you know, fitness land, but you know, that 99% lean ground Turkey takes a while to break down. If you have low stomach acid, it's going to be a problem. Um, I guess to wrap this up and kind of echo what, you know, we all just said was like, you know, don't think of this stuff in silos. Like I, you know, this question focuses a lot about, you know, the diet side, the digestion side and the GI side, but there's nothing about, you know, the training or the cardio or the life stressors like Jason talked about. Yeah. And that is the root. Those are the real root causes of um you know dysbiosis in many cases yeah pull back yeah. that training two to yeah. three days it sucks but pull it back and that's what i talk about when i say remove stress um that's a good point to bring yeah. that back around Unless i think we've hammered that one though i think yeah. we're pretty good on it oh right. come on i was gonna hammer some more there's a <laughs> all right so second part of this question um this person said i've had good success with all of my clients but as i learn about gut health and hormones I question my qualifications to take on new clients. Don't we all? At any level, you're always going to be questioning yourself. Um, but that's a good thing. Um, what systems do you think new coaches should master before taking on clients versus what do you consider continued education to learn along the way? Good question. It's in-depth. Yeah, that's in-depth. You guys um, want to start this time? Um, I'll say this. So I've been doing that coaching <clears throat> consulting work you know i'll do the one-on-one -on -one zoom mentorship yeah. Yeah. the amount of coaches who don't have systems in place the amount of coaches who can't tell you like what the plan gets you you know what get you the dollar amount any of that shit is is a little mind-blowing actually um so i would say the number one most important thing i think as a coach is and that question uh would be your systems from what I've seen, like, and then number two would be identifying your target mar market audience, knowing who Sue's talked about that a lot. I'll let I think when she says systems, that. though, she means bodily systems. Are you talking I think about she that? Might mean bodily systems? Yeah. Fuck. Well, now I just went down tangents yeah, all because did, I man. smoked up. Smoked too much. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, just you go ahead and answer. Jason. Read the question, <laughs> Jeff. <laughs> no, it's, you listen to the question. I didn't read the question. Well, I'm on a different screen. I got questions myself. Fine. I, mean, I feel like a fucking retard. I'm see if I ever do the show without being on LSD again. <laughs> All right. Um, so listen, you're not going to know everything. Um, sometimes you're going to just have to jump in, but here's the deal. Um, in my opinion, get really educated on insulin sensitivity, get really educated on thyroid, get really educated on like, just the nuts and bolts of hormones. I offer a hormone class. It's, it's very good for helping and troubleshooting metabolic adaptations and hormones. Um, there's a book called Beyond the Pill. does a very good job. There's a book called uh, Cortisol Connection. So learn about how cortisol and stress affects the body, okay? Um, digestion. You don't have to know every in and out of the stomach, but you should know what one looks like, where the different things are, the duodenum, different things, how things work. Um, just have an, a basic understanding. 
Um, what else? We've talked about thyroid. We talked about insulin sensitivity, um, gut health, sleep. I mean, have an understanding of what affects sleep, how cortisol is connected, what can cause people to not sleep well so you can help them with supplementation, adaptogens, things of that nature. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're going to learn these things as you go. Here's the deal. You know, your price should reflect your knowledge base. So if someone pays $100 a month for you, they're probably not expecting that you have all of that knowledge wrapped up yet, but they'll get, but they're not there yet, you know? So the more advanced the client gets, the more that we have to be able to adjust these systems to get a better response. The more advanced my body gets, the more I have to know about these systems to get a better response. So, you know, probably you shouldn't be charging 350 a month if you don't have all these things down, but you'll learn as you go. But those are the areas that I would say, you know, try to nail down and I'm probably forgetting a few and maybe Sue will fill in or Jeff will, but those are the ones that come to my forefront right at the top of my head. Yeah. I mean, I would say like from my, you know, like, like I obviously didn't know all this stuff. I was born you know, knowing all this stuff. You know, I had to learn along the way too. And I think, you know, the first thing I mastered was like how to manipulate macronutrients just to diet somebody, you know, you know, like I still see people like putting women on like, bodybuilder macros like yeah. having a woman eat like two two times her body weight and like protein and stuff like right. that yeah. and i'm just like i learned that first and i learned not to do those things and then i think the second thing i i really learned to master was insulin sensitivity how to regain it how to increase it you know whatever based on the situation and then i think i learned about like managing stress and sleep and then digestion yeah. and then very recently and i say very recently the last like maybe like two years I got into, got into the hormones. Um, and I think, you know, like Jason, you just said with, you know, questioning your qualifications and taking on new clients, I think that shows that you're a very like, in, you know, in, um, what's the word I'm thinking for, looking for right introspective? now? Introspective, I don't know. Perspective, yes. You're introspective and you have morals, it seems. You know, that you don't, you want to be able to be a good coach, a truly good coach that's out there helping people. So, you know, like a lot of us started off, we didn't charge what we were charging now. We started off at prices that reflected our experience. And yep. you can be very honest with your clients and say, hey, listen, I don't know it all, but I know a little bit. And maybe we can work together as a team and figure you out together. And, you know, this is, this is a reasonable price that I would charge for my time. And um, that way, maybe you wouldn't question yourself as much, you know, and then um, just go from there. Um, but yeah, in terms of the systems, I would say, you know, like, like we all say, you know, the stress, sleep and digestion and just realize that no system operates in a silo. They're right. all connected. Yeah. And then you, you can read the book, the seven systems. Um, that's, yeah, that's great. What was the author again? Pat, some, Pat Luce, Dr. Pat yeah, Luce. Right. Yeah. So, you know, uh, that, that would help as well. Um, so, and you know, and then coming to seminars, I mean, it's a shameless plug, but we've got one in, you know, October here coming up. There's literally nine topics and every one of them is going to make you a better coach from cholesterol to us talking about cortisol. Jeff goes over SIBO and menopause issues and it's, that's going to be a good one. So, I mean, literally for the price, you're getting everything, uh, not everything, but you're getting a lot, uh, that, that you, that you could use immediately. I mean, Jason, you offer the hormone class, you have a gut class, like I have a SIBO class, like these yeah. classes will at least like give you the framework and yeah. then you can apply it. Obviously every client and situation is going to be different. So you can't just take a blanket approach and apply it to everyone, but at least it'll point you in the right direction. So you're not so distracted by all the, um, yeah. all the potential options that are out there. We'll point you in the right direction. Yeah. So. You're sounding more like a dumbass. I have nothing further to comment upon that topic. 
I think what threw me off was the systems, the continuing education, never feel like enough certifications. And for whatever reason, probably obviously the marijuana, my mind went to business for whatever reason. Like that's why I don't. That's why I don't smoke before podcast. Well, you know what? I'm not going to do it anymore. I'm going to go drug free. <laughs> I'm going to go drug free. I will. That's a good lesson. All right. Well, I got two questions. You want me to hit my two? Uh, I had a third one. Did Did oh. we not? Uh, I just was going to go. All right, fair. You uh, go. Hold on. It was that longer one, right? Yeah, Jason, why don't you start this one off? I will. I got to just find it real quick because it was, I got to see. Do it in your sexy voice. Uh, do do I it have? in that single voice. It's a little different. <laughs> I've heard it. It's uh, nice. Hold on. to me. Maybe this is it. I'm glad oh, I can entertain myself while they're doing other things. Oh, it's in text. I'll just go into our text. I'm going to send you guys naked pictures later. Oh, here it is. Um, so totally basically different. the question is, how come if birth control provides hormones, then why on this gal's labs is she low in things like estrogen, progesterone, et cetera, and so forth? She doesn't understand why. If it's giving the hormone, why is she low? And then why would she have to get off birth control to fix it? So the shorter the answer is this. There's negative feedback loops. If I give a man 10 milligrams of testosterone a week, he's actually going to end up in low testosterone because it's not enough to support his natural production of what he would have per week, which is about 100 milligrams I think we make. But it would be enough to turn off his testosterone production. A negative feedback loop. The body senses the hormone in the body and it stops producing as much. So when you have these birth controls, especially the ones that tout that they're low hormone, they're still going to downregulate um, that hormone that it's providing and that negative feedback loop is going to talk, cause it to not produce progesterone or estradiol and now you're going to have a low situation. So it's just negative feedback loops and giving the body that hormone, but not enough of it to put you into your normal um, optimal range. And so it, it, the negative feedback loop kicks in. So you got anything you want to comment? Well, I think like her, her question, like it could be like a timing issue when she's running the blood work because, you know, I, I won't run blood work. I won't bother to run blood work if like the girl is going to stay on birth control because I know things are going to be messed up anyway. And I know that if I try to fix it, it's going to render it inactive or it's going to mess with the birth control and they could potentially get pregnant. We don't want that. Right. So whenever, you know, I get a girl who is a woman who is, you know, unwilling or, or unable to get off of birth control, I just take natural methods to like shore up, you know, stress and sleep and all that stuff. I don't bother tinkering with like chase barrier or like progon B or anything like that. That's just me. Um, but I think the confusion here is like, for example, like if I were taking, you know, 750 megs of testosterone per week and I ran labs, my testosterone levels would be, you know, 5,000 nanograms per deciliter or whatever, based off of the exogenous hormone that's in my bloodstream, like as I'm getting the labs done. So I think that's the, there, the I don't think there was like a, a timing, um, um, aspect to this, like as when she's running the labs. So, I mean, because when you get off of birth control, yeah, you're going to be tanked because of the negative feedback. No, she's on it now. She's still tanked. 
Ah, okay. And that's normal. It's normal because there's not enough hormone to support. It's, it's given enough to shut her down. That's basically what's happening. It's enough hormone to shut you down. It's not enough to be in regular range. In range. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's the short of it. Um, so, and we see it all the time. I mean, when I, I, I always run labs with birth control in, I want to see where they're at with it. And 99.9% of the time, uh, estradiol is low, but it's not as low as progesterone. Progesterone is so goddamn low that they're estrogen point one. Yeah. yeah. And they're estrogen dominant. So then I go to work and then pull it out. But yeah, she's just asking about a negative feedback loop and, uh, it's just not enough to put you in normal range, but it is enough to shut it down the natural production. Hmm. Learn something new every day, kiddo. That takes care of it. I know. That was well said. So I'll be honest. I've always just been like, if I always have a question, my question is always, what is your life like? Is birth control a consideration of removal? And if they say no, then I'm just like, all right, well, if we do your hormone labs, then that won't really matter. What, what I do is I put them on estricord because estricord alone won't affect them and at least gets that estrogen dominance down a little bit. Do you do Metapure too for the liver detoxification? Oh, yeah. They're, they're having like gut issues and stuff. It just depends what other issues are going on. Um, okay, usually, so you yeah. run the full gamut anyway. Like, usually, yes, yeah. because, you know, I want to get that estrogen metabolism cranking. Because um, like I said, 99.9% .9 are all going to be estrogen dominant. Dude. Now, if you have Progon B with it, which is, you know, uh, bioidentical progesterone, and then you add estrogen, that's when you can really mess with the, the birth control and you might, yeah. you might yeah. uh, render it useless. But just adding estrogen usually helps uh, kind of bring that down. And I just leave them on birth control then because that's what their lifestyle, they need it and you know, they're not coming off. So like Jeff said, you put a Band-Aid on everything. You try to fix sleep, fix the gut, do the best you can. Uh, I like to do that yeah. in. And I yeah. get the estrogen dominance down and, and try to hope that uh, their body will start back up again. Yep. That's the biggest thing. All right. Well, I got a couple questions Two, to be exact, if you're all good with that. Yeah. Okay. All right. What's your favorite part about coaching clients? That's a good one. Oh, I'll take it. I'll, I'll begin and not sound stupid this time. Um, it's about leadership. I just enjoy watching people believe in themselves. And I think a good coach helps people find their heart again, that they can do it themselves. And, uh, you know, there's nothing greater than to see someone believe themselves again. You know, it's, it's two different rewards when you have a competitor, knowing as a competitor myself, like what that competitor client went through to win a show. And then there's a difference in how you feel, what you, your favorite part about coaching a Mr. and Mrs. Jones who got like his testosterone fixed and he's feeling better and active in his life again, or a woman, you know, who has had all these gut issues and anything else and then seeing her, it's just nice to see help people. So it's two different rewards in my mind for how I, you know, cause there are two different parts about, you know, coaching clients, um, to me at least, but my favorite for both of them is just getting to do the leadership because a lot of people who come to you just don't know any better and they believe in you. So there's nothing cooler than that to me. Awesome. Sue. Hey, you know, it's changing people's lives, you know, and making them happier and like, you know, just better people all around. Because when you change hormones, you can literally reprogram how somebody views, you know, you know, the people around them and, and how they perform at work and all that stuff. And when you see that in check-ins, it's like even more gratifying than seeing, you know, bloat go down or seeing, you know, changes in the scale or photos. Um, Cause you're really making an impact. So that's why I really like, um, you know, these more advanced care hormone fixes versus, you know, the contest prep um, when, you know, someone's already confident and they know they look good. They just want to look even better for the stage. And, you know, that's like a whole different, um, you know, side of accomplishment, but 
you know, you take someone who's lost and, you know, depressed and, you know, they, don't, they can't figure out their body and you figure that out for them. It's a huge win. It feels awesome. So that's what I love about it. I guess for me, there's a couple of reasons, but you know, one is watching people regain confidence or find confidence. Um, that's always really, um, satisfying. I also like helping people, uh, return to their health. Um, you know, when you give someone, help someone, you know, kind of get back to their selves and you get all these great reports about, you know, they, they didn't realize how bad they were feeling and, you know, um, they appreciate the part that you played in it. That's really rewarding. Um, so those are like probably the two main things that I enjoy most about, about coaching. Nice. Anything else you guys want to throw in there? You look really nice, Jason, today. I just want to let you know that. Something you. about your just beard looks really nice. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank hey, you're welcome. Yeah. All right. So I got one more. So I have tons, and this is a coach. So I have tons, and I mean tons of clients, who end up at a point where we drop food or increase cardio, and they gain weight. We can assume that's due to cortisol from metabolic stress. However, my question is, in everything I read about metabolic adaption, they claim, quote, you're not truly in the deficit you think you are, end quote, and imply you still need to eat less. But if eating less is making them gain weight and you bring food up and they lose weight, is that truly a valid statement about deficits in the solution of adaption? I've yet to have a client who is suffering from metabolic adaption and the solution to new results ends up being cut more food. So I think that's going on that sicko movement that's kind of popping back up again um i've seen the arguments and so forth i can say i agree with this coach that i learned it from jason it's you start feeding them up and they usually result really well <laughs> for the yeah. most part so uh, i guess what maybe when sicko was done i mean how long ago was that do we even have an idea on that it seems like it's been around a while so what my oh, point to that is like hormones calories, is, calories out has been around yeah. for but hormones is new to the arena. This is like something that's kind of just been talked about in like the last two years, like this really kind of gained foothold. So I think it's like, yeah, sicko could work, but it's just to a point, but there are hormonal adaptions, man. I'm telling you when a client's like crying in tears that they're following everything to a T, you just as a coach know that there's got, you got to look for something else and something else is often feeding them more than the opposite of what, literature says like literature says fast cardio doesn't matter i'm here to tell you i get leaner doing fucking fast cardio yeah. i i've done it both ways and i can tell you jason will agree yeah i think it's individualistic but yeah. that's my take on it I, I think it's just if you're a coach and you know what the fuck works do it i don't partake in those arguments anymore you know i mean for me i think brandon did a really good job of like two episodes explaining it i mean we can't throw calories and calories out, out the window, but uh -huh. you know, there are certainly um, instances where sure. If we, so let's say someone's down to 1200 calories and you pull them down to 1100 and they gain, if you drop them to 600, they would still drop, but now cortisol is going to go up. Things are going to, you know, go fucked up even more. <clears throat> Hormones are going to drop. You know, it's, it's going to be a shit show. So sure. You could pull a lot, but you can also up calories help lower cortisol, serotonin, you know, increases, um, the client relaxes and voila, you know, you, you drop some. So uh, yeah, it, it, 
I'm almost like, you know, to the point where I've seen it so many times that I'm like, you, I don't even want to really argue it. Um, a lot of times when I get in that situation, I lower protein, I up carbs. Um, and, and it almost every time I'll pull some cardio back and they drop. Um, so at that point, there are hormonal issues going on, um, that can be addressed, uh, by adding calories and you'll see it, you'll see a drop. So I think they both have merit, um, as Brandon said, and I'm not eloquent, you know, as, as, as he put it, but that is the long or the short of it, in my opinion. Yep. Sue, fire away, fire, fire. <laughs> I think calories should just be thought of like, as like a range, like a kind of like a logical, gentle guideline or framework as to how high or how low you could potentially go. But, you know, like Jason said, you know, I've seen it time and time again where I feed up. Like every single like gut health case that I get, I always feed up and they always drop. And they're always like, I can't believe I'm eating like double my calorie intake and I've lost like 12 pounds. And usually doing half the training. Yeah, half the training. And sometimes I don't even have them train until like three weeks in. I just start okay. them off with like list walks in the morning. That's what we're doing. And um, so I've seen it so many times that I know that increasing calories can make people lose fat and weight if the situation is right. Um, but in terms of like the question as to like, you know, questioning like the metabolic adaptation or like, you know, how low is too low before you need to feed up. I mean, at a certain point, like if you try something and it's just not working, just try something else. Like if you're cutting calories and it's not working, maybe try not cutting calories. Um, that's just, you know, logic to me. Um, yeah. And that's, that's my input here, you know. Badass. All right. Well, we, I think that's all the questions we have. I mean, I could check IG real quick. Maybe make some. That was all I had. I just checked. But those were pretty good. Those are, we, yeah. we, those are pretty good ones. Yeah, no doubt. I think another, another thing um, that I kind of wanted to add into the, the first two questions was like, if you're going to get into this like functional medicine, integrative health arena with the hormones and everything, you know, really take your time to, you know, don't rush the learning process, you know, of becoming a coach. And there's so much to learn. Like we're us three, we're all still learning. And I think that, you know, this functional side of fitness is going to become like the next like prep coach craze that, you know, everyone became a prep coach and, you know, now everyone's jumping into the, the functional medicine because, you know, all the prep coaches caused a whole bunch of hormonal issues. And so who's to say what's next after this? But, you know, I, I just think people need to take their time to really, you know, learn the material, go slowly and um, not try to, you know, be like, you know, you know, a know-it-all all at once. That makes any sense. Because you could cause just as many problems as the prep coaches did, you know, in the early 2000s or whatever. I mean... That's a great point. And, and one thing to point out though, you can help these clients simply by pulling back training, more lists, less hit, focusing on their sleep and helping them work on de-stressing. Yeah. Even if you don't know a ton about the nutraceuticals that need to be added and you can find that info. Like I said, there's seminars, there's uh Nutridine puts on a 48 hour one that I went and did and you get to work with a doctor during it. I mean, 
there's so many ways to learn that side, but just alone on just the simple things you can help them and get them feeling better than they did. Um, so, yeah, I would focus on those areas first, be really, really good at coaching, you know, the sleep and the stress and, and providing support before you start to, you know, troubleshoot estrogen dominance or hypothyroid and all those things. Yeah. Nice. Well, I'm good. That's all the questions we had. Okay. What do you guys do in the rest of the day? Uh, my son, Aiden, uh, he's got his first varsity game tonight. He made varsity as a sophomore. He's starting center mid, so I got that at 730, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, other than that, I'm going to have some work to do after this to get ready for um, the EPU, and then I've got, I'm sure client check-ins came in. So, what about you all? Uh, well, I'll edit this, and then I've got a coach consult. I closed my books officially. I filled up. I got like eight that I'm working with. I don't want to work with eight, oh, nice. eight at a time. For, for mentorship? Yeah, man. Just That's like awesome. troubleshooting. Just A lot of them just enjoy. I've just had a good time. Like I've helped one co- people kind of work through their whole visions and all that. Yep. It's just a different take. I enjoy the coaching aspect and yeah, I man. like helping develop other coaches. Yep. So that's been cool to me. It's awesome. Yeah. What about you, Sue? You're going to Netflix and chill with your hand, right? <laughs> no, no. I'm going <laughs> to fucking answer like the eight emails that just got in and then probably Netflix and chill. <laughs> <laughs> Netflix and chill. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll FaceTime you later if you want. Like, I don't. I don't need any. I, I can use my imagination, Jeff. I don't need to look at you. But it's my voice. No, I don't want to hear your voice. <laughs> All right. Well, that's rude. <laughs> Fuck you. All right, guys. Well, um, sorry about last week's or this get week's guest. I got it rescheduled into December. We'll see if it uh, mm. if it pans out. We got a couple more guests lined up for you, and then starting around like middle of October, we're going to do a couple of episodes, just the three of us, for a little bit probably finish out 2020 and find topics. So if you guys have any questions, you guys want topics you want us to cover, go ahead and start getting them to us now. So that way we can start framing out the rest of the year for ourselves. So that way we don't overextend. And then we're always, you know, like trying to, because I think we just blew our wad too early with some of that stuff, you know, and that's like, all right, we can go back and we talk about estrogen dominance and thyroid, maybe more case examples i guess we could do you know like discuss some of the cases we've cracked we could do that i guess you know do different takes on it uh i do have someone who's interested in the pcos um who i think would be cool to like do an applicable side to it you know rather than the the deep deep one we did with victoria which was awesome all right guys i won't quit rambling sue's looking pissed off at me and aggravated that i'm keeping him on this line he's got now nine (laughs) emails nine emails guys he's then he can chill he's yeah Yeah. he can chill all right well you all take care all right (laughs) you guys bye okay see you guys